Client did not pay your invoice? What do you need to do? Find out! Welcome to the 13th episode of Legally Fluent Podcast, a series teaching you how to legally run and scale your coaching, course creation, or online business, get rid of that overwhelm and confusion so you can finally concentrate on what you do best. If you find business legalities a nightmare and you finally want to conquer that fear of anything legal, then you are in the right place. I am your mentor and host, Vena Verga Danimar, an onlinepreneur legal strategist, co-CEO of the Danimar household, a lawyer, and an onlinepreneur. A week ago, my client Meredith called because apparently one of her coaching clients did not pay her invoice. She emailed and did not get a response. Of course, she was irritated because let's face it, if you perform your service, you don't deserve wasting your time following up on payments. I sensed that Meredith was fuming with anger, so before discussing with her her options, I asked her to take a deep breath. And this is the first thing that you really need to do. Take a deep breath and calm yourself. Anger cannot resolve the issue. Our goal now is to open communications with your client because resolving the issue amicably is the best outcome you can have. As soon as Meredith was calm, I knew we can proceed. Meredith has a contract for her one-on-one clients and terms and conditions for clients she does not interact with in person. So we know that she is protected. This is something that you need to accept. Even with a solid contract or terms and conditions, client may still miss payments for several reasons. And most often, the reason is just forgetting that they have a bill to settle. So don't fall into this false thinking that having a contract alone gives you 100% protection 100% of the time. Not one particular business legality gives you 100% protection all the time. And that is why it is important to layer your legal protections one after the other. Now, if you don't know the concept of layering legal protections, go to episode 1 of the series. So, back to our dilemma. I asked Meredith to send a registered mail reminding her client the amount to be paid and when it is due. She needs to put an exact date or a clear indication when she wants to be paid, for example, 10 days from the receipt of this mail, or 10 days from the date of the last invoice, or on or before August 10, 2022. It's up to you, but you need to have a clear indication there when you want to be paid. If you included a reminder fee in your contract, then mention the fact that you will be charging a reminder fee next time. Your mails needs to be sent through registered mail because you need to have a proof of attempts on your part to remedy the issue. You need to start with reminders because 80% of the time, your client just forgot. Now, if your reminder mail or mails are not heeded, then it's time to make a formal demand letter. Why is it important to send a demand letter? The demand letter serves several functions. 
First, in some jurisdictions, a demand letter is a prerequisite, meaning it is necessary before you can even file a case for collection of money. Second, it reminds your client that you are still willing to remedy the situation, that you are giving them the last chance to settle and clear their name. Third, it also states exactly how much you are demanding and until when your client can settle the amount. And lastly, it also tells your client what you will do next if she still fails to pay and that it is actually to her interest to settle her obligations now than wait for a legal action. What if after sending the demand letter, your client still failed to pay? Now, you can decide whether to involve a lawyer or do it on your own or DIY it. If it is a huge amount, then definitely do not go DIY. In most countries, there is a debt collection mechanism that you can use. And this mechanism can be through courts or through private credit collecting agencies. In Switzerland, for example, you can go to an office called Betreibungsamt who will collect the debt on your behalf. But this is not free because you will have to advance the debt collection fee. In the US or in the UK, for example, there are private collection agencies that you can contact and collect for you. Now, in most jurisdictions, there are courts called small claims courts where you can file your claim against your client. But whatever scheme you use, you will have to advance some fees. And that is why you can always opt not to pursue and consider the debt as a business expense or a, a business cost. Sometimes, the debt is just too small that paying additional fees and the stress that you will have to go through are not just worth your energy. So probably, you may be asking, is there any way to avoid this whole fiasco in the first place? Well, yes. You can set up several processes in your business to actually screen your clients before engaging them. And this is something that I will discuss in the future episodes. Of course, having solid terms and conditions or contract will give you protection. It will give you a head start. And when I say solid, this is not one that you created yourself or one that you copied from another business. Now, let's go back to Meredith. What happened to her? It turned out that her client was on vacation and was not checking mails for more than a month. And the moment she returned, she immediately paid and sent Meredith an apology letter. Everyone happy, isn't it? Now, if you want to learn how to write this reminder and demand letters, or if you just want to equip yourself with the knowledge on how to deal with non-paying clients, I will be hosting a workshop on this topic on the 30th of September. Go to the episode notes for more details. I am sure of one thing. For entrepreneurs like us, fear is a money block. If you constantly fear business legalities, you will not be able to grow or scale. Legally She Can employs our own framework called Legally Fluent Stratiwork so that you will not only feel confident but will also gain the peace of mind knowing that you have and know what it takes to legally run and scale your coaching, course creation, and online business. Want to learn more? Go to www.legallyshecan.com. If you are a coach, 
course creator or an online business owner and you are ready to leave insecurity and fear behind, follow Legally Fluent Podcast in our social media account, Legally She Can, and let me guide you. See you next week for episode 14 of the series.